Special thanks to everyone who pledged money to crowdfund the show this week, including Matt Lacey, David Walker, Tim Edwards, Iliko Elia, Andy Hagen, Alistair Harding, Jamie Holland, Ian Wilkinson and Dan Lane. There's a full list of all our supporters on 361podcast.com, along with information on how to support the show via Patreon from as little as $1 per episode. Hello and welcome to 361, a weekly podcast about mobile tech and everything around it. My name's Ben Smith. I'm Rafe Blanford. I'm Ewan McLeod. This is Season 12, Episode 9, and this week we're talking all about remote and mobile working. How do we work on the move? What essential kit do we bring with us? And how do we stay connected? Chaps, how you doing? Go, 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 Blackford. I'm very well, thank you, Ben. And how about you? I'm good. At Rage Blindfold in the house. Yes. Indeed, indeed. I've been following the Twitter account. Thought they'd gone quiet. The, the alter ego of uh, Blindford here. Well, I was saying earlier, I wonder what is it called when you m- mistype the iPhone autocorrect? Because I was trying to include at Rage Blindfold in a tweet earlier and nearly mistyped the iPhone autocorrect. So <laughs> there must be a German word for it, at least. So yeah. how are we all doing? Quite, quite well. Good. Well, that's as good as it ever gets. I'm, right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm flying. I did go to the gym a few days ago. We've just uh, eaten a lot of chips. Yeah. Uh, salad. Yes, but that's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and some water. Yeah. yeah. But I can't really move my arms. I don't know if you, I can't really bend it. Have you seen it? It's just because the, the muscle's sore at the minute. Just but let, let I'm looking of, forward to it. You, you see the muscle has popped up here? No. No, you can't see it at the minute. I'm going to have to get closer and probably you're going to need to... I think you probably should have had that spinach salad. Yeah. Just let go of the cheeseburger. It might be easier to lift your arm. Uh, things of the week, yes. Ray Blanford. Things of the week. New light bulbs. We've talked about it's smart all, homes. It's all go, go, know, go on the 361 podcast. Yeah. We talked about them in the past, the Philips Hue system. Turns out to be very expensive per bulb. Yeah. Certainly if you're getting the red, green, blue, white versions, that's £50 a time. So I've invested in some Lightify. It's a brand from Osram, which is actually quite a well-known bulb manufacturer. I think it's Silviana, which is uh, kind of one of the higher-end LED manufacturers. We've gone down a light bulb rabbit hole here. Yes. Okay, go on. Anyway, yeah. as a result of this, you can get uh, basically the white version or the multicoloured version for 20 and £30 respectively. So a big saving over Philips. It's still pretty expensive. 20 quid each. Each, yes, but these are compatible with the Hue system and you can have them turn on. They work with the Smart Things hub that we've talked about before. So the Blanford Manor is lit up like a Christmas tree. Not is the it? Blanford Manor. Oh, this is, this is no, the London pad. The London pad. Is it? All right. Yes, it, it's the London flat. Yes, that's he correct. Can't. He calls it a flat deliberately. Just yeah. To, yeah. It's a way of kind of getting to that smart light bulb solution without having to replace any, get a three-wire system in without the neutral wire, without putting relays in the switches, and it all works seamlessly. Can it do all the things that uh, Philips Hue bulbs do? It can, yes. It looks like just another Philips Hue light bulb as far as the system is concerned. There are some variations in colour. But um, probably the most exciting thing is the disco mode, which, you know, I will be having rocking parties now, in the words of Ewan. Rocking, Rock. rocking parties, Shay Blanford. Can we have an invite? Yeah. We have it. Wait a minute. We Come haven't done our home tea, housewarming thing. Tea cake and disco lights. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 
Okay. So let me see. You've um, spent the last what twelve months ripping the proverbial out of the Brunton Manor, and you're expecting an invitation to the housewarming. No, the, uh, flat, the flat. The well, the, well, the yeah. yeah. It, it probably is wise that we don't see you in a social setting outside of this. That's uh, true. That's true. McLeod, yeah. your thing of the week. My it's thing of the week is uh, cry quietly now. <laughs> sit, sit in the corner of Lamford. Sit in the corner. <laughs> it's uh, Amazon Prime now. Is my thing of the week. Now, I know we've been talking. So last year. No, Get we, with the program. We have talked about it. But what's interesting for me living in the provinces is they have just recently extended Amazon Prime now out to my area. Not just in your Hampshire. area. Shay Smith is also encompassed by the new Prime Right, now, which is absolutely fantastic. It's really good. Really good. I haven't actually used it end to end yet. Now, we both live in... Mm, sort of commuter land, a bit rural. Halfway down M3 for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a bit, I'm a, I'm a bit more rural than you are. Not quite rural. as rural as the Blandford Manor. No, but I'm sorry, but or, or you, where's your nearest neighbour? Next door. Yes, and how far away is that? Well, I don't a, own 1,200 a, that's not, acres. You're not so. rural. You live in What's a village. What's the monthly? Well, Set yes, over the, 1,200 acres. Of, that's not rural. That's living in a village. Okay, but the, the village is itself rural, entirely surrounded I, I just love the fact that you refer to Hampshire and Surrey near London as being sort of out in the stick. You really have no idea. We Some, do have 4G, though. Sometimes, sometimes I can see a cow outside of my window. So... There. There's a talk there about the neighbour's wife for something, isn't there? No. If you're that bothered, okay, just Google right. cow next time. There we go. Uh, okay, so uh, Prime Minister well, arrived. It, is, it has arrived, and I did a test yesterday at four o'clock. I said to the boys, would you like Skeletrics? And they went, yes, because they, they were using it the other day at some event. And I thought, oh, maybe just do that. And uh, hey, look, you can get it in two hours, which is really, really cool. How, how old are your kids? Five and four. I'm just thinking that two mm. hours is, you know, would you like something? Yes. Well, Daddy's ordered it to arrive in two hours' time. Right, no, what we, we'll do now is we just scream. Out, we were going outside to do stuff, and I thought it would be quite good if it arrives within an hour or two, and that would be great. Um, and I had a look at the app. I, I used the process. Unfortunately, I selected the wrong credit card, which is, is the old one that declined. So they, they, it said, yes, we've taken your order. It said we were assigned it. It showed me where the warehouse is. The warehouse is in Camberley. Is it? Yeah. Mm. There you go. Right. Very interesting. And it does a delivery style. This is this is where you are. This is where your thing is. And I presume there's a little delivery lorry. I haven't because it didn't work end to end. Then why? Because when I got the the SMS prompt saying like change your credit card, I thought oh. I actually had a bit of regret. I thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't actually. When it arrives, I'll be putting them into bed, so I don't need that. But the whole experience, apart from that, was really, really cool. So I'm looking forward to actually using it in anger shortly. Can you, you just be honest? Three the minutes. Skeletric was actually for you, right? And that, that's yeah. three minutes on. I, Definitely. I, I promised my children something and then didn't provide it. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I didn't promise them. I said, we like when they went, yeah. And then, then I said, like, let's go outside and run about with some plastic swords. Fair enough. Foam ben. swords, by the way. They're, they're excellent. Ben, thing of the week? So my thing of the week this week is Mac Mini Colo. Follow-up from last week, I we talked about how we were backing up our photos. Yes. And so yes. I said, oh, I've got a plan. Well, I've done it. I've done the plan. So now what used to be a home computer for me, a Mac laptop sitting at home, being my, my sort of central point of syncing everything and my hub where my photos live, I've transferred that all into a Mac Mini, which is in a data yeah. center in Los Angeles, all with Brazilian power and networks and high speed and everything thing because of a special offer it's costing me 69 dollars a month and i've plugged in a four terabyte usb drive to that uh it's working really really well so it's not mac stadium really, no uh, max max stadium and mac mini colo are the same firm now they, okay, they, right, they've right. merged in, in recently so give them a crack they've also got a data center in dublin but i opted for uh, las vegas because it was a bit cheaper really pleased working really well everything's backed up there i've written a post on my worker about how all the all the things that are sinking there have uh, you published it 
Uh, well, I will have done by the time this goes live. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I've, I've got a week to take out all the typos and mistakes and okay. regret the things I've written and well, change I, it. I stopped my Amazon Workspaces uh, account in homage to you. So I'm going to. Amazon Workspaces was Windows, isn't it? It was Windows, yeah. 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 So yeah, I've got my own Mac in the cloud. Right, I think I'm very pleased. Like yeah. the sign of that. Yep, yeah. so there you go. Lovely. Okay, so uh, Rafe Blanford, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about mobile and remote ways of working. So it's a bit of an enterprise theme this week. Well, sort of enterprise, but people have to work or do productive stuff all the time, even if you're not, even if that's not your day job. You have this to is go true. out. This and is stuff. true. Yeah. Do stuff. Mr. McLeod was telling me that he's, some of his key productivity time is whilst the children are doing sports on a Saturday morning. This is true. So, and right. what devices yes. do you have with you during football practice? Or uh, sometimes, practice? well, I often will use their iPad if they've taken it with them in the car. I'll use my, that's why I've got the, the big 6S Plus. Yeah, very, very helpful. I do a lot of the banking. In fact, I did a dividend payment while I was watching them play tennis on Saturday. Oh, very exciting. There, there you go. go. Rafe Blanford, do you do mobile working? Yes, all the time. I mean, I, what other ways of working are there? Haha, <laughs> exactly. And of course, I run a blog called Wireless Worker. I don't actually publish anything there very often but i should but that was the whole genesis of that idea yeah, i mean there's a serious point here in that i actually oh, these days don't really regard it as particularly different between working in the office or at home because it's often the same equipment and certainly the same systems and then when you're working mobile it's just off a, a smaller device typically although should the need arise i'll just take the uh, appropriate thing along okay so around the table then you're mcleod if you are working, mm. first of all, at home, yep. and then remotely, which we mean outside the home, yes, what do you do? I'm going to change this, but at the moment I have a MacBook, the new one, new, the new small one that's not amazingly powerful, but it, it works for most things. That's my primary machine at the minute. At home, I plug that into a, a monitor. I, I did have three monitors, three 27 inches, but now because I've only got this small Mac at the moment, I can only use one monitor, which is a bit annoying. So I need to change that. I mean, I'm thinking of getting a Mac Mini, right, or an iMac. Oh, I don't know. I haven't sorted that the whole home strategy out yet. Because I'm glad we prepared this answer in advance. Well, I'm giving you it real time, right? Okay. Then when I'm on the train, I'll use the iPad or the MacBook, and then uh, in the office or anywhere else, it's the it's it's Mac. This 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 small new MacBook is my current All right. office. Con- you like connectivity. So at home, I have BT Infinity, which is... Uh, which is fibre fiber to the cabinet. Yeah, it's super fast, the that's great. And then I have that split to the home via a Devolo power line, just to get, get around. The, the Wi-Fi is okay, but it's, it, it seems like it doesn't matter what router I put in, although that Nighthawk one from Netgear was pretty good. I've had to send that back, though. I might get one of them. Yeah, I need to get a really powerful one just for the, for the house. So I, I use a power line internet, so it's really fast, and that's good. But then when I'm outside... I have multiples because it really annoys the hell out of me when I'm not able to connect. So I've got two phones, one on Vodafone, one on um, three. Then I have an EE MiFi unit. So you've got three Three, three networks, networks yeah. covered, and that really helps beautifully because it's normally I get phenomenal service from that EE uh, well, MiFi no. unit. So we'll come, we'll come, back, to, so, come back to that network okay. thing in a minute. Rafe Blanford? So for me, there's a couple of devices I use. I do still have a desktop computer at home, and it's connected to a broadband Is that connection. A, a personal computer, an IBM PC compatible. Uh, it's a Windows PC running Windows 10. He needs it. Um, needs it, it for syncing all his S60 devices. Of yeah, course, that's it's, right. It's. I think it's a Dell. I'm not. Not absolutely sure. What do you, mean you don't know. I can't remember what really? brand it's got on it. I'm fairly sure it's... Uh, That's pretty poor. Well, all, everything in Rafe's life is, is wood-cladded, you see, so it's difficult to see the brand. 
Oh, he's not going to stand alone. It's actually been installed with a wooden panel on yeah. it, like so a dishwasher. My, my, my home broadband is actually from Relish, which is one of the 4G providers in central London. And I sort of wow. decided to do that when I moved. I and thought, And thought, hmm, I'll, I'll get, you know, proper broadband when I need it. And it's actually never got to the point where I felt I really need it. Just tell us what the Relish product is, because I've never That's heard of it. I've seen it advertised, yeah. So essentially, there's a router that looks much like you'd get from BT or one of the other providers, but rather than using the telephone line, it's using a, a 4G connection and it does about 10 megs up and 40 megs down, which for me has been perfectly sufficient. It means I can be watching an HD stream and doing work or productivity at the same time. A 300 megabyte file will upload in sort of about 10, 15 minutes. And that's good enough for working from home and you know using the VPN or whatever into the office. The devices I use will vary. I mean, I have got a desktop PC there, but I will sometimes sit using a work laptop just on the sofa or at another table. And sometimes I will actually do stuff off a big phone. And actually it can be any phone because most of the things I use are in the cloud or uh, coming down in some way that are shared. And there's a couple of remote access things as well. When I'm out and about, it typically is a Windows device for work email, just because actually trying to use Android or iOS, you have to use sort of because of the set up there's a slightly annoying third party security and email client involved and so it actually gives me a better experience also you know, i've been using the windows devices for years but i typically will carry two phones around with me because there's another has a, a work sim in it which is generally an iphone but also sometimes android it depends on the project i'm working on if i know i'm going to be doing a more serious amount of work i will take my surface pro 3 with me and use it either in tablet mode or in kind of in the laptop mode with a removable keyboard and that's kind of my main mobile workhorse and also when I go traveling that's the device that goes with me. So I switched recently and I've also got a MacBook which I'm using and because I've changed jobs recently and I'm now enjoying my quality time with Mr. McLeod we have got a different remote working setup at the office that we're working in Mm -hmm. now so actually what I used to do which was to have all of my devices syncing all my email all the time that meant I'd really settled on working on the iPad loads whenever I was out of the house I I always buy 4g enabled ipads Mm. because i can just pick it up and it works and it's like instant i can and it was the screen was big enough that i could do loads of email and i was doing lots of sort of really simple comms and the keyboard was good enough and everything that works well but now things have changed around i've had to go back to a computer and so now windows based world again well the windows based world but also higher security yeah so or it's different security so not syncing natively of the email client on my Mac and my iPad and my iPhone. So that's all changed around. But I think for me, it's because I change the way I work quite regularly, working with different customers or in different settings. And also, I mean, like, you know, working with you guys, we've got one setup and one way of communicating and yeah. working with the office. We've got different tools. I generally, I mean, it's a bit of a luxury, but I generally try and have one of everything, you know, a decent smartphone, a decent tablet, a decent laptop and prepared to fetch around with me. And actually... I started to try and bring the right device for the right day and the, or you know around the house but now they're light enough that I bring a laptop an iPad and a phone with me wherever yeah. I go but it's an iPad it's a MacBook and an iPhone yes. and that weighs less than the laptop I had three years ago yeah. and it I didn't think twice about carrying that around. It's interesting because I've looked at the tablet option quite a bit recently having had the kind of two-in-one transformer device in the Surface Pro 3 and there just hasn't been the value for me in adding a tablet to that mix because I kind of looked at the iPad mini style and actually that wasn't enough of a leap up from the phone and you know 
actually the Surface Pro 3 is a very powerful PC, but it's still very usable in tablet mode. The software and the apps that you miss out on is perhaps um, an argument to be made. But then if you're carrying an iPhone, you can do most of those things. But it is very noticeable now that my work productivity on the move is very much compartmentalized into what I'm doing. So there is work life, but there's also personal life, there's family life. And then if you're helping with a couple of you know volunteer or charity organizations that tends to be another set and i've almost you know my brain will switch from one to the other and know which tool to use and sometimes it will be OneDrive, sometimes it will be google drive sometimes it will be remote access systems and you know that also will would apply to clients at work as well you know you will choose whatever is the preferred tool and so i think that actually becomes quite complex and unless you're very technically savvy and quite comfortable with making that shift it's far more so than it used to be where you just had to have familiarity with windows the local filing system and the office suite and now exactly, that, yeah. you know actually you can be using an office suite that's sitting in the cloud in the form of google docs or or something else and even the email systems now are, are much more complex than it used to be so one of the big changes i've noticed recently having changed jobs is now because of security and reasons the answer for doing proper work. So I love having apps on my phone for doing small tasks and I love yes. having apps on my iPad for doing small tasks. And you, know, you talked about doing dividend recently. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we both use similar accounting packages. Uh -huh. so I can do my own company finance on the train and that sort of stuff. And that's really handy through the app. But in the place where we're working now, the solution that's provided is a remote desktop. And so the way I work remotely now has to be... You've got to use a Windows desktop. I, I have to sort of log in to a, a, a virtual machine or, a, you know, to a, a window onto another machine. Now, that's fantastic. Early doors, I thought, oh, this is going to be painful. And then I realised the nice thing about that remote desktop piece is if I get cut off or something breaks, it's all still there exactly Persistent. as I left it. Yeah, exactly. And so now I'm actually thinking for a long time, if you'd said to me, what would you rather do? Would you rather use Gmail in a browser or would you like to have a remote desktop mm. and use Outlook, you know, in a traditional office thing? And I would have said, oh, no, Gmail in a browser, definitely. And it's still sort of 50-50. But I was on the train the other day doing this over 3G and went through the black spot, mm -hmm. you know, and got cut off. And if I'd been on a browser, the session that I was in the middle of, the email... It would have really not, confused, you know, wouldn't it? Yeah. It, it, it would have broken. It would have thrown up loads of warning error messages. Instead, the, the screen froze. I got disconnected. I came back, and not only was everything still there? Actually, the search that I'd run was still running. You know, the, the mm. things kept happening for me in the background. And so actually, with the quality of remote connection tools now, and there's a tool called TeamViewer that I've used previously, which has some really good optimization and compression in it, it's actually not a bad experience to be on a remote desktop, even over the 3G connection. And I said in my, my thing of the week, you know, I've got a remote Mac now hosted with Mac Mini Colo. I sat on the train the other day and used a VNC viewer, a remote desktop app, to log into that with my iPad to set up some some copying and syncing and backup jobs. And actually, yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. So actually, I think I've been switched, which I think is remote desktop can be workable. And it's also, if you're thinking, well, no, this applies to me because you know, my company don't do that. What about, you know, for, for the kind of prosumer, discerning tech people that listen to this podcast, it's actually quite affordable for your own, for personal use as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I'd say the other side of that is actually, it's also with the Microsoft products, but I mean, it does apply elsewhere as well. Ding! That, uh, so um, they, morning. They, they've Nokia, become available. Nokia, Nokia, sorry. They've become available across all platforms. 
in terms of mobile because Microsoft hasn't done well with its own operating system and actually offers an outlook on iOS and Android now are pretty strong products and I feel I can do anything I need to on those which is a bit of a change where it was always theoretical and you had things like Quick Office and various other solutions DataViz did one docs to go and actually if you think you might do any kind of remote working or working on the go with mobile devices I've just switched to buying Office there's an Office 365 subscription yeah, it is indiscernibly different price from buying it outright if you can cover it over a couple of years and it includes free apps on on tablets and, yeah. and on yeah. phones as well so i thoroughly recommend and, it and the other thing is now microsoft has set up the connectors with various cloud storage providers yes. including the ability to uh, co-author on dropbox mm. on box on their own OneDrive, and that i think makes a big difference because you don't have to have your decision of which cloud provider you're dictated by your productivity suite and so for me actually microsoft doesn't get enough credit for the ease with which they've made that to to have that cross-device experience for uh, remote working except here and now finally the recognition they deserve in this in this celebrated place mcleod quickly web-based app or remote desktop first of all what do you use and then what would you choose in what context see this that's a problem okay so for homeworking Homeworking, I am. Okay, yeah, I am. I have nothing on my devices, so I'm all all on the cloud. So if it's either Google or Microsoft. So like you, I have a Microsoft subscription. It's really good. The only challenge I sometimes run into is trying to remember where I put the documents. Was it in OneDrive or was it in? So what, uh, why don't Google? you you use Google quite a bit? Yeah. So why don't you use all Chromebooks? Why don't you just have like wafer thin, super cheap clients? And if everything's up in the cloud, why do you insist on I, I have swanning around with all these expensive hardware doing nothing? <laughs> yeah, says the man who's got the triple the price Apple Watch. I on. need it. I need it. You, I've explained this to you before. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't divert from okay, the question. Right. I've had I've had a Chromebook, and I think they are very functional. But the, <laughs> that's a cloud for not flashy enough. Well, no, the trouble is I've got multiple identities, right? So there's my mobile interview, review, there's my oh. personal, there's fintech profile, Marjorie at weekends, pursuit, and Marjorie at weekends is pursuit of quality. There's all these different <laughs> than than my wife's company. They, they all have different. In this case, Google Apps accounts that I I continually need to be logging into and doing things with. So on a Chromebook, you you log in once into one account, which is fantastic. It's beautiful, but not. It does have multi-account support. I mean, I looked at the it does, same thing. You have thing. to log out. You have to log out yeah. and then use it, right? It's not very easy. I, I would also say, you know, for all these things we're talking about, it is 80% of my activity is in the in the cloud yeah. apps. Or, or But there is still that thing where I want to use Photoshop or I'm doing a bit of video editing and more and more is going to the cloud, but there are some things that don't. And actually the hybrid stuff, when you don't have good connectivity... Actually, being able to do everything locally is really great. What has got a lot better is now that automatic upload to the cloud will happen in the background when you get connectivity again. And again, that's made for more seamless working. And this actually brings us on to a good topic because I actually think there are still a few environments where it becomes tricky and being on a plane is one of those. Okay, so let's do plane strategy then? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, so plane strategy you are about to get on a transatlantic flight to America, let's say, which is what, let's say it's at least a five or six hour flight, depends depends where you're going. You are going to do important busy work because you're thrusting young executives that you are. Mm. Some of us younger than others, Ralph Lanford. What's your plan of attack? You're getting on a plane. What do you what do you use? How have you prepared? Well, I, I have this down to fine art now because I've been traveling, well, not necessarily internationally, but up and down all the time. Up uh, and down? To Edinburgh. Oh, right. Exactly. Well, not just into the sky and back to Heathrow. <laughs> yeah. Just walking back. 
Don't you come back to the same place? You, you don't get any air miles. Well, the first thing, I, the first thing I do is I take all of my devices and put them onto airplane mode when I'm in the airport, just getting ready to board. Because it's very annoying having to do that when you're sitting down. And they're all in the locker above your head. Yeah, you think, oh, should I? You know, it doesn't need to be done, but I don't want the thing beeping away or, or actually the battery, you know, pinging. Because when I get to the hotel or when I get off the plane, I still want that device to work. So, airplane mode is, is, is a key thing. I'm thinking about how many devices I'm wearing. So, I've got a Fitbit and a, an Apple Watch on at the moment. So, I usually I like to walk through the, the thing. This is before the plane, my strategy, right? I like to walk through the x ray machine without anything beeping. And I get always really annoyed when it just beeps anyway. They go, I stand over here, sir, and I said, look, I have nothing, you know, metal. And I usually end up having a small argument with them. And they, I, I forced them to say, was I random? Like, yes, you were a random. Good, right, because I have no metal on me. Thank you. Right. It's important to win that moral victory against the people charged with keeping you safe. Oh, no, and a uh, great, great job they do as well. Yeah. On the plane, though, so battery is really important because the amount of times I have been flying business, I will tell you, business, and the idiot supplier... Off said plane, it says, oh, yeah, you buy this, you're getting it. They, often the USB or the power does not work at your seat. Yeah, I want to rely heavily on that. And um, so when I was off to Beijing, the outbound Finnair business class, it had power at the seat that didn't work. And I specifically brought all the right adapters. And then I think it had a USB that didn't work. Just rubbish, right? So you can't depend on that. Ergo, you need a really good battery. So that's my strategy is battery. I'll usually use an iPad. I will always, always, always download everything the night before. That's usually when I download the movies. I never, never rely on the plane entertainment systems, especially because the, the, the only time you do is when your seat doesn't work. So I always take my own entertainment. Similar to you, and I will download things that I know I absolutely need the day before. Manually, though? Yeah, manually. and it, Like an animal. It, oh it's God. still a bit painful. <laughs> there isn't that much I have to do because most of my cloud is synced locally onto my machines and the stuff I'm working on. Um, it's not every fold, it's the stuff I'm working on at that point. It does become painful when you know there's something in your reference files or in your research fold that you want to be able to get access, but yeah. you can't. And so actually one of the early things I'll do is when I'm booking a flight, if I have the choice, I will try and choose one that's got Wi-Fi to yeah. keep that connectivity option open. Now, don't do vast amounts of connectivity, but it's just that reassurance of being able to get something out of the archive or do a quick Google search because you remember there's a factoid or something that you want access to. And other than that, it is the the power thing. And like you're in the at-seat power isn't always terribly reliable. So I have been known to pack spare batteries in the past. You've got to be careful now, though. That's actually becoming increasingly difficult for yeah. security reasons. Generally, you can still get one of the one USB battery, battery charged yeah. in, and I, I've taken that, and I have looked into getting ones to the laptop, but I've kind of accepted now that when I get on the plane, I've got it at 100%, but I'll put it into kind of battery saving mode immediately, and then I can get sort of six hours out of the Surface Pro, which generally is enough to uh, last me all the way through a flight. Yeah, certainly my tactic has been to abandon laptops on aeroplanes and trains yeah, now. I, don't use, I mean, yeah. part, partly for the battery reason, because even the MacBook with all the, with all the Wi-Fi turned off will last a, a good long time, but more for space. Unfortunately, not like Mr. McLeod, I don't get to fly business class all the places I go. I tend to fly, you know, at the back with the rest of the plebs. And there's just a space issue, which is I find it, you know, really hard to work productively when the laptop screen is kind of folded over 30 degrees towards me because it's, you know, you can't open it up on the seat. And particularly if you travel on trains in the UK, they have these little tray tables sometimes, mm. but they're not big enough to open the screen up. So it's just, I say, right, it's just easier to go iPad. You know that you're going to work on the iPad for that period of time. I know the battery's going to last because I'm not going to be using yeah. the, the data connection. And I have a, 
a work in progress folder on Dropbox and, and all, my, all my today, yeah. all my current documents yeah. and everything are all in there. And that is set to sync down. You know, you can do offline files in Dropbox. Again, I make sure I have everything in one place. I always use Dropbox for my stuff, mm. not for customer stuff, obviously, but actually at this stage, because of the remote desktop thing, I just can't do mm. customer stuff while I'm working. But if I'm doing 361 podcast or personal stuff or other customers, it's all in Dropbox, syncs down automatically. So sit in the lounge before I fly, do Dropbox, do iPlayer, do my RSS feeds, yep. all fully cached. Oh, see, the problem I've got of doing that in the lounge is often, I just find the, the internet connections in these places terrible. I've also abandoned, so I used to have a Boingo subscription, yeah. which for you know, basically airport Wi-Fi. Yeah. It was other places as well, but for me it was airport Wi-Fi. But it was expensive for what it was and, and horrendously unreliable. Yeah. So just back to 4G and your, your strategy, yeah. which is I've got two or sometimes three 4G devices. They can all talk to each other over Wi-Fi if I need them to. One of them will have a good connection, so I, I can use that. In the airport, I'll often use the 4G Wi-Fi unit to download my iPlayer or Amazon. So Netflix, I don't ever, you can't use that for obvious reasons. Uh, iPlayer, I hardly ever use now. I use Amazon almost exclusively now because you can download and it's still the choices. It's pretty cool. But it, the other thing I do is check my Evernote. Oh, and, and I yeah, actually... Just check I've downloaded that. So all my, similarly on Evernote, I keep all my travel documents yes. in Evernote. Yeah, and Passport. Yeah, and co- copies, copies, of, copies of important it's documents. Itinerary, not, yeah, 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 but normally I'm really thinking of the itinerary and all that sort of insurance. stuff. Insurance? Uh, I had insurance documents, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm normally thinking, what am I going to need at the airport? So probably yes. learn the documents for the hire car I'm going to pick up yeah. or where's the, what's the connection to the, you know, the meeting or whatever. And that's all in a synced folder as well. So I've got this routine of open Dropbox, open Evernote, open Reader, my RSS feed, because they've got 15 minutes, let them sync, as it were, and then I'm good to go. But I've got one device, everything should be on there. It's not seamless, because then you open up your email client and it says, you need a Wi-Fi connection to send email. I know, I'm offline, I'm in airplane mode, but iOS still, for reasons beyond me, 10 that years is still on, having a symbian moment, isn't it? Still prompts you. but Please select your bearer. Exa- well, exactly, but that aside, I think that works really well. Okay, let's take a break from that chat. Let's yeah. play a game of what's in your bag. Ooh. Okay. okay here we go. Go, yeah. Literally, go and, go, and get your, go and get your laptop bag. Dear God, that's massive. Oops. Right. You don't travel light, do you? This is my Uplink 2011 conference. Lovely. Yeah. Thank you, Qualcomm. Have you got every piece of Qualcomm equipment ever made in there? It's massive. Well, okay, almost, so, so right. the game is what's always in your bag. What's your must-have equipment that yeah. you always fetch with you for mobile working? Um, and yeah. quickly, because we're running out of time. Right, first thing is my Mophie. Uh, Mophie battery pack. Battery, battery pack. Okay. Right. okay. Is it charged? Uh, fully. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. Uh, I was charged every night. Yeah. Then I've got uh, obviously. If you were going to get a biro out and say I always carry a biro, well, there are some in there, but yeah. a I've lightning got, cable. Um, yes, very exciting. Lightning Next. cable. Then I've got USB, obviously. Next. Look, my little, yes. Uh, yeah. Very good. Next. What? Oh, that's a jump. So that's a native jump, which is a like a, a, a USB a cable with a battery in the middle that yeah, sinks and good. charges. I've also got. This is for the bed. For the bed? Yeah. Here we are. Uh, That's my Claritin. There we are. This is an extra long weighted lightning cable. I cannot believe you carry that that round with you. It's in the bottom of the bag. So how long long is that? I don't know. It's it's probably taller than you. Yeah. That's... Because the idea is it's it's really, really long. That's eight feet. At least. Yeah. It's longer than that. Let's 
massive. Dear God, that's te- yeah, maybe it's the te- same te- Native Union made it. I, they saw me at the Dixon Sanctuary. Nice. They saw me coming. I it's thought, it's yeah, fabric as well, isn't it? I know. It's, 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 weighted. Free. it's got a little ball of, of, of fabric at the top. And this is this so is a, so you can have your iPhone on the bedside table, but your phone you're plugged into. Well, you see, this is for hotel rooms, right? Because they often plug next to the bed. The idiots don't put anywhere near the bed, right? Usually you have to plug it. It's miles away, usually, right? Good. Okay, so keep I, keep going. Come on, Chris. Well, given how much, have to pack it all again. I say, given how loud that was, we've got some distance to go. Uh, this pocket here is for my. What's that? That's an MiFi. E-E MiFi Osprey, is that? Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. My, MiFi. I've got a, a little adapter there. That's my lightning. Lightning to uh, VGA. That's the VGA adapter, right? And then over here, I've got my other adapters in here. I carry this every day. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh, there's the water. Yeah, sorry. I thought you've been getting shorter, but it's because. So really, oh, basically, no. just. Oh, I've even got the fucking. This is annoying. This the um the charger for the laptop. Yeah, that's annoying. People in America don't understand how we've suffered with that three pin plug and the, the wait. And that's your USB C to yeah. USB HDMI. I've also got. Yeah, I've got that, and then I've got the one that you got as well for the. All right, I'll the, talk about that in a second. Yeah, okay, yeah. fine. Right. And then always carry my uh, continental adapter Europe 2 3 yeah, pin just because you just don't know always keep in the bag right, so, so I would summarise your strategy as everything I own goes in the bag yeah, yeah. you've got you know, an ethernet to USB right so you really have you've got everything you could possibly well, it just really annoys me when you get somewhere and you don't have it right. okay Ben what's in your bag okay so oh, I'm going to have to repack so excuse the noise while I repack <laughs> 20 minutes I've got to pack it in the right way okay so I I have pocket in my bag which is my must-have stuff everything i've got in here i also own a duplicate of which is in a little wallet so if i'm traveling long distance or with a different bag that wallet goes in the bag right. so this is like you know kind of the, the you've must got have. two of them so, so yeah. what's the mu- must have then must have kit so i have got a moo oh they're good tablet so this is a moo tablet plug it's uh if you don't live in the uk three pin plugs are a real pain because they're massive this one folds up really nice this is the tablet version so it does high speed charging for ipads but it also charges your iphone more quickly as well i've got a mophie um i forget the brand is i think it's a power bank but basically it's a mophie recharging battery but it has the usb to charge it up and the lightning cable built in and the cable is working so you can also synchronize devices over it as well if you want which is really nice so that's how many a, milliamps is that because that's obviously smaller than the uh, one i've got so this is about five thousand milliamp pounds yeah so this, this is this is good for one yeah and a bit iphone recharges but good enough i've got backup lightning cable and a usb-c charge for for my laptop so but basically that moo plug and the Mophie in something the size of a packet of cigarettes that gives me a backup battery, a way to recharge it, and syncing for my uh, nice. my iPad laptop. Um, an addition, which I'm trialling, so I haven't got this. This is not confirmed then. I haven't got this duplicated. Um, oh, so, you're at risk though. Well, because I'm travelling more and more with my MacBook, and obviously that's a whole new set of accessories. I've got this Anchor. It's a USB-C device. It breaks it out. It's got a couple of USB ports in it and a HDMI port. And in, crucially, it's got charge-through capability. So you can plug your USB-C charger in the bottom there, and you can actually be syncing your laptop whilst you use it. It's fantastic because it obviously you know, using USB devices on your laptop or indeed having an HDMI adapter for doing presentations has been a bit of a pain but it is large and they're 40 pounds a pop and in fact I think the Apple ones are about 70 pounds a pop aren't crazy they? for a piece of plastic isn't it 
So, uh, but I, I thoroughly recommend that. That's part of Anchor's premium brand. So it's made out of metal that actually looks quite well compared to the, the laptop. So that's my must-have stuff. Markedly smaller list than yours. Well, I, I just don't want to get caught. Like, it's just really annoying when they say, oh, is anyone got a... Yeah, I'd like to have all the little devices. Rafe Blanford. There's a lot of duplicates from the stuff that's already been talked about. I'm a big fan of the Moo plug as well. I've actually got an Anchor battery charger in my case, and it's a 10,000 milliamp hour one because I want to be able to do a couple of recharges. That's more laziness on my part of recharging the actual battery itself. And then various adapter cables but i do tend to keep that pretty light i keep that to just uh, a display adapter and then uh, usb-c and micro usb i have experimented with carrying around the microsoft solution for phones which is continuum but you end up having to carry the continuum adapter itself plus an hmi cable Mm, plus a couple of charging cables so it's actually not as small as it would suggest on the other hand that does mean you can then leave the laptop or the um tablet behind and so intriguing as, as, as long as you can find a monitor to yeah, plug it into and, and that's actually the problem because in the hotels the hdmi cable isn't did, did accessible did you pack yourself sir it's a monitor keyboard mouse, <laughs> exactly, exactly. look i've saved all the space of a small cpu and i've got the small laptop um, keyboard and i've got the sort of surface mouse which actually are very nice and it's good to use you know if you want a better keyboard on the go but honestly, it hasn't been a solution that appealed simply because getting that monitor, getting all the bits right, wasn't working reliably. And so I've actually gone back to putting the surface in and actually doing that with just the few cables I talked about is very like, I do add a MiFi to the mix because I find that it, you know, using that from a phone as a hotspot tends to drain the battery rather too quickly. Okay, so we're really running really short of time. So we're going to do connectivity dead quickly. Rafe Blanford, do you have a subscription Wi-Fi service? Uh, no, I don't. So how do you connect when you're on the move? It tends to be a MiFi onto a 4G pay-as-you-go SIM. And how many networks do you have MiFi's or personal hotspots on? I have access to two, essentially. And it, it's a bit of SIM swapping out of a secondary phone. Same questions, you're McLeod. Wi-Fi subscription? Uh, no, I used to have Boinga, but don't. Yeah, same as you. Do you get BT one for free? Do, yes, but rarely use it. And I have the cloud as well, but again, don't really use and, it. And you've said you've got a two phones with hotspots on and a MiFi. Yeah, so that's three network how, choices. How do you choose which one to use? I usually go to the MiFi because it, it doesn't it's less battery on my phone. Right. Less battery usage, so I usually get MiFi first. So I have um it's out of commission at the moment, but I have a MiFi and I have four G iPad, which I often use as a yep. hotspot and at least one phone on one at the moment, all on different networks for contingency. And actually, we've had loads of power cuts around my house recently. So I was working from home recently, and the power went out. And the power where we are takes the mobile networks out as well. So I have to have three networks to get the one that hasn't gone out. But my top tip would be Speedify. So Speedify is... A service it works on phones, but I only use it on the on my laptop. It's effectively like a VPN service. Right. So you connect to them, and and like most VPN services, you can say, "Oh, just connect me to the fastest servers." But what it does is it looks at all of your connections and it aggregates them together. That is cool. So when I'm on the move, I just use the device. I can get connected most easily, you know, through a hotspot. But if I go to an office, I'm going to work for a couple of hours, or if I'm settling down to a long train journey, and this is brilliant on train journeys when you know you stay still, but the train's moving for a long period of time, yeah. and you know might have different connectivity. What it does is it just looks at all of your connections and it bonds them together into a single connection and if one drops out or stops working it just routes the traffic so through you the other be ones. on, the, on a, the train's wi-fi network 
and also on my well so so the other day yeah the other yeah, day the yeah. other day i was on a train yeah. and i had my laptop i was sat at a table on the yeah. train i had my laptop connected to the in-train wi-fi yeah i had my ipad and my iphone connected via usb cables through that anchor gizmo i was just talking about yeah. so there i've got three data connections fired up speedify bonded them together the train network was just using, I think, a 4G connection because it kept going in and out. I had two different networks on my tablet and my phone, wow. and it just kept me connected. And it's not so much, oh, I'm always connected. It's just the lack of the hassle, you know, that you know, like really connections yeah. dropping in and out and things breaking. So it does speed it, how much is Speedify then? Is you, that a subscription? It's a subscription, and you you pay basically rated by gigabytes, but I've bought a annual subscription i think it's for about 40 pounds which has about 50 gig and basically i never because i only use it when i'm traveling i've never come anywhere close to hitting my limits at all look at that now they they also do a similar thing for phones which allows you to bond the cellular connection in your phone and a wi-fi network but actually generally i just switch devices if i've lost connection but this is really great for laptops and of course if you're at a hotel or something like that and you want to speed things up it means you can also merge multiple slow connections so in the past you know i've i've been really really remote and i've had you know e or or 2g coverage and i've managed to bond several together okay grant we should wrap up thank you to all the influx of new five dollar Patreon sponsors. There has been a flood of them oh. ever, ever since the Rafe Blanford mug Mugate. episode. Muggate. Yeah. Uh, have you noticed on, on Instagram I've been I've been putting up hashtag mugshots. Yeah, very good. But I need to work harder yeah, on yeah. your uh... my Instagram content strategy. Mm. Mm. I've gone on social media now. I feel like I live in the future. So, um, <laughs> if you'd like to support the show, you can support us from as little as one dollar episode. And what we've said is that those mugs that we gave to our five dollar sponsors, because we've had some more supporters come along, what we'll do is if you become a five dollar or more Patreon supporter before the end of season 12. We'll do a second production run of special edition mugs for those people. So uh, get in now and, uh, and you'll, be able to, you'll be able to get a mug. Have you, have you cleared that with the Blanford estate? Uh, actually, uh, I, I, I have delegated rights to deal with the Blanford image. Oh, excellent. So, yeah, it might not good. actually be a Blanford estate mug. It might be a McLeod mug. No, I can promise well, you it'll, it'll be Dunvegan Castle on the be licensed well. Blanford memorabilia. You can find us at 361podcast on Twitter. We are 361podcast.com. We're now on Instagram and you can yes. enjoy a, a series of pictures of the show being recorded, background pictures of the mug, Rafe Blanford holding the mug, Rafe Blanford looking at the mug, Rafe Blanford looking disappointed, <laughs> Rafe Blanford pointing and looking disappointed, Rafe Blanford thinking and looking disappointed. It's a very, very varied feed, but if you'd like to uh, see what goes on behind the scenes of the show, follow us. We are 361podcast on Instagram as well. We're also on Facebook, but don't encourage them. And we will be back next week after I have sent thank you very much to Mark from audiowrangler.co.uk, from Digitas LBI, who provide a recording venue and access to Rafe Blanford. Chaps, it's a pleasure as always. Lots of love. Thank you, Ben. Lots of love. love. And uh, we'll be back next week. Bye-bye.